Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates and today I'm going to be sharing a few reasons why your feng shui is not working. I was inspired to do this post because after having a conversation with several real estate agents in my office a couple weeks ago, I realized I needed to be having this conversation. I'd love to say that, you know, I was shocked about their lack of understanding of what feng shui is, but you know, after 20 plus years in the business, I'm so familiar with this. I'm so familiar with trying to catch people up to speed. I think the biggest problem is that a lot of people pick up a book, or they read an article online, and a lot of times it's the nuts and bolts. A lot of times it's the, what I call the kitschy feng shui, you know, place this tchotchke here and your love life is gonna be transformed. So that's why I wanted to put this show together. To me, I really wanna get into the meat of it. I want to share some reasons why, you know, if you're doing the kitschy shit, why it's not gonna work. Now, if you've taken any of my online courses or any of my in-person workshops, the tips that I'm going to share with you today are actually how I start every single class, every single workshop, and of course, mastering feng shui. So I always keep these principles in mind because this is real feng shui. This is what makes energy work, work. And sometimes I feel like a broken record, but you know, <laughs> I think the problem is, is that even though I say this again and again and again, the simplicity of it all makes it get overlooked. And people want to skip to the nuts and bolts. They want to skip to the kitschy part because they think that they're too busy to do this simplistic stuff. And really, I mean, does it really do all that much anyways? <laughs> uh, yes, it does. So that's why we're going to be talking about it today. I'm going to share three tips with you as to why your feng shui is not working uh, so that you have a better understanding of how to make this work for you because that's really what I want. I want you to experience feng shui and really touch the magic. But real quick, we're going to dive into some housekeeping. I want to let all of you know that general enrollment for mastering feng shui goes live in two weeks. So you can get on the website now to get on the wait list if you want to be immediately notified uh, when it goes live. Uh, you can enroll and I think we're going live with the course at the end of the month. Uh, but you can just head on over to the course page and sign up when it goes live if you don't want to sign up for the emails. Um, just don't forget because now that I'm not doing the podcast every single week, uh, I won't be announcing it. So that's why I wanted to do it today, just to give you all a reminder. We had some emails from some people who missed early bird enrollment, which was a couple of weeks ago. And now is your chance to sign up. And I have to say, uh, the Gates team and I, uh, we just completed like a huge revamp on the course. We started back in December 
and we've gone through every module and every ebook and we've updated everything and we've added a lot of stuff. And I got to tell you, not only do I go into great detail and depth about teaching you real feng shui, but there is a lot of info in this course. Holy cow. I had forgotten how much knowledge and information I've included in this course and how incredible it was. I feel like I must have channeled a lot of it because the way that the course is laid out and the information that's provided is just, oh, it's just amazing. It's such an amazing course. And everything from my own grandmaster to my shaman Thunderwolf and so much more is in this course. And there's an entire module. Uh, I mentioned this because a couple of weeks ago I uh, shared some stories about nature spirits and in Mastering Feng Shui, I go into great, great depth. There's actually three videos uh, and a lot of eBooks in module six that goes really into depth on nature spirits and the Feng Shui of land and the energy of land. All I got to say is I was feeling quite generous when I put this course together because it is really awesome. I can't believe how much fantastic information is in there and how many resources I've included in there. So if this is something that you've been wanting to learn or if it's something that you've been wanting to do, make sure you uh, keep an eye out for that because it'll be uh, going up in a couple of weeks. I think March 10th is when it goes live. Uh, and you can get on the wait list to get the emails. And if not, just remember to go over to courses.gatesinteriordesign.com to sign up when it goes live. Number two, I have put together another fantastic, just a short class on feng shui and real estate. It's called Three Feng Shui Tips That Will Immediately Improve Your Real Estate Career. And I have actually been teaching this class around Nashville and the agents that I've been teaching it to have loved it so much. So I decided to make it into an online course so that everybody can learn these tools. I've had a lot of agents come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I have a friend in California. I have a friend in Florida and, you know, New York, and I'd love for them to learn this information. So it's geared towards agents. However, if you're a homeowner that's about to embark on buying or selling a home, it's highly beneficial for you to take this course. I share fantastic tips on what to look for and what to avoid to make sure that your transaction runs easily and smoothly. And I also share why a transaction is not going smoothly. So I just go into detail about what to be paying attention to when you're about to embark on a real estate transaction. There are little things, little tips and tricks that you can do along the way to make sure that it's a good one, a good transaction. And I should mention, I don't typically announce two different uh, classes and courses in one podcast. I'm sure my marketing coach is listening to this and cringing right now. Uh, because one is a full-blown two-month course and one is just uh, a class that you can do in a day. But since I'm not doing the podcast every week now, I got to maximize on my airtime. So Mastering will be open for general enrollment starting March 10th and will close on the 13th. And then you can sign up for the real estate class now uh, and get your seat. But I'll be taking uh, probably the class live in about three to four weeks. Uh, like the end of March, beginning of April, so that they're not overlapping each other. And if you're totally confused or have questions, just shoot us an email. Alrighty. So in today's show, I'm going to talk about why your feng shui is not working, what to do about it, and of course, why the hell does it matter? Are you ready? Let's do this. 
So the more that I thought about this topic, the more I realized that the same issues seem to be coming up again and again. And the thing is, is that it's killing your feng shui results. But given the speed of our culture, which I talk about again and again on this show, is that we are like in this glorified instant gratification mentality, right? It's hard to see where an ancient energy practice that's rooted in time (laughs) and sacred methodology, you know, how can we fit that into our modern world? And I'm only in my 40s, so I have at least another 40 to convince you (laughs) that this shit works. And so today, I really want to get into the reasons why your feng shui is not working. You know, the clients that I work with, especially in my luminary feng shui program, a lot of practitioners say to me, oh my God, you know, how could you possibly work with a client for four or five months? There's only so much you can do. And that tells me that they don't know a whole lot about feng shui and they don't understand all the layers. Professor Lin used to go on and on about how just the I Ching alone was a lifetime, if not double lifetime study. And I get it. I mean, I've read a lot of different I Chings and the information just seems to go on and on and on. And every time when I think, kind of like Facebook, that I've figured out the algorithm, I learned something totally different. And you have to remember you're constantly evolving yourself, right? Because what are you doing every day? You're cultivating your chi. You're doing all of the things right to fluff your chi, to create vitality, and do this in your spaces as well. So the things that were important to you today and the things that you understood today are entirely different for you a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Hell, I look back at, you know, some of my notes from my teacher from 10 years ago and like, I have to have a a moment where I take a step back and I'm like, oh my God, this means something so profound to me that I completely missed when I was younger. So that's what brings me to something that's really exciting. This month I have uh, officially been celebrating the podcast for 10 years. So I started doing my recordings in 2010 and the actual show did not go live until 2011, but I started getting all the software, putting the program together and recording the shows in 2010. And you have to remember that back then it wasn't, you know, I feel like everyone and their dog these days has a podcast. Every time I open up my phone, it's like somebody is announcing that they are launching a new podcast. So back in 2010, when I did this, it was quite revolutionary because it was like the wild, wild west. The software was very rudimentary. I had like seven different pieces of software that were like literally duct taped together to make all this work to get this show live. And then I also had to figure out ways to do interviews that I could record, which is why I required so much software. And then once I had the recording, I had to figure out how to get it online so that I could get it into iTunes. I mean, it was just crazy. But even though I've changed platforms, changed names, you know, I've changed it three times and I've even changed the number of shows that I do monthly. I, I go back and forth. Uh, for the last three years, I've done it every Friday. Uh, here recently, I've changed it back to where I'm only doing it about three times a month. So 
I think that what's important to remember is that the one thing that has never, ever changed is the meaning of the content and the content that I share. I actually did some reruns over the summer and you heard some of my original shows that I recorded in 2010. And it was incredible because we were getting emails from people that were saying, holy cow, like, had you not told me that this was recorded 10 years ago, I would have had no idea. It was just as relevant today as it was back then. I think that our time, though, how polarized our society is right now, how chaotic everything is, how chaotic our lives are, a lot of us are starting to wake up. Energy is shifting. You know, now the information is much more prevalent. And I think we're in information overwhelm, but it's also more relevant to us because we need it now more than ever. So the cool thing is, is it doesn't matter if you listen to my first show that I had uh, 10 years ago or the show from last week, I'd argue that aside from me actually giving you a timeline and the really shitty equipment I was using back then, (laughs) I sound like I'm talking in a Coke can, most of you can't decipher the difference between the quality of the content because it's exactly the same. One thing is for sure, I have been consistent in my teachings and I've been consistent in helping all of you awaken and really root yourself in the shit that matters. And that is what is most important for me and that's why I've continued to do this show. A lot of people can't believe that I've done it for as long as I have because a lot of people, you know, get bored of it. They get tired of constantly doing the free content and getting nothing in return and they get tired of, you know, oh, well, I'm not really getting anything out of this. And it is it is a time suck. It, it requires a lot of time uh, and it is expensive to run a show. So a lot of people will do it for a couple of years. And if you go on iTunes, you can see the graveyards. You can see the people that have done it for a couple of years and then given up. So, you know, I think the, the best part is, is that in the root of me, the most important thing is to help humanity awaken, help humanity see the the things that are most important to change your perspective that, you know, my teachings are rooted in Tibetan Bon Buddhism. So it's all about non-attachment. It's all about giving back. It's all about building uh, good karma and kindness and doing the best that you can to help your fellow humans, to help Um, everybody on their own journey. We're all on our own journey. We're all on our own path. And so I think why you may think that I'm rambling here and that this has nothing to do with your feng shui results when in fact it has everything to do with your feng shui results. If you have seen me uh, promote and talk about my online course, Mastering Feng Shui, We don't even get into the actual nuts and bolts of feng shui until module three and really don't really get into it until module four. The first two modules are entirely foundational to talk about mindset, to talk about chi, to talk about you taking care of yourself first. Because if you aren't doing those things as you're going to learn about today, You're not going to be able to manipulate and wield energy in a powerful way. It all matters. And my teacher has always taught that if you're trying to wield energy in a powerful way and you're trying to do good deeds while simultaneously you're being a shitty human, you're lying, you're cheating, stealing, you know, you're greedy, um, 
you're being selfish you know if you, you if you're basically acting as a polar opposite where you've got selfish greedy egoic behavior while simultaneously you're trying to do good deeds they're going to wipe each other out it doesn't exist you can't do it that way so even though i have far better equipment today and my show i still think is is fantastic the most important thing is is that the content has stayed the same for a reason and i'm hoping that for each and every one of you i shared last week how christy payne has been listening to the show and i talked about nature spirits and animal spirits and it kind of went in one ear and out the other and then she had a moment and she remembered so that was so powerful for me and i'm so happy that she shared that because that's what this show is all about you may hear something and it's not relevant to you so it goes in one ear and out the other but then you hear me say it again and it's like "Eh, all right and then you hear me say it again and again and again and I know I sound like a broken record I know I do I've been teaching the same shit for years you can go back and read some of my blog posts from 2005 guess what same content it hasn't changed The only thing that's changed is I was married back then and I feel like I'm a better human. You know, every year I become a better human. But the thing is, is that the more you hear it, the more that it sinks in, the more that you marinate in it, and the more that it slowly starts to unearth the things that are important. And it slowly starts to marinate within your bones. And then you have an awakening and you have that mystical experience. And once you have it, once you touch the magic, you never go back, right? So let's get to reason number one, why your feng shui is not working. Ding, 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 consistency, right? So it sounds like I'm rambling and going on and on and on about, you know, how great the show is and how my teachings haven't changed and all that. Well, I was building to this consistency. You have to stay consistent. It was just like I was talking about a minute ago. You can't try to wield energy in a powerful way and quote unquote try to do good deeds while simultaneously lying cheating stealing and being a bad human you have to be consistent at the core of everything you do in order for this work to work you have to stay consistent you have to cultivate your chi every damn day because guess what every day is different energy is extremely fleeting and fickle and remember in a frenetic world your intentions change almost daily, right? Think about it. Think about what you wanted, hell, last week, a month ago, six months ago. Think about what you wanted a year ago. The energy is changing and shifting so rapidly that our wants and needs are changing. And I can see it with people now that I'm in real estate. I'm seeing it with the buyers. Like we've been in this huge trend of, McMansions and big homes and we got away from it and then we got back into it for a while here and it's still going pretty strong here in Nashville a lot of these homes in the suburbs are 6,000 square feet I'm sorry but you don't need that big of a house I don't care if you have three kids you don't need that big of a house it's not good feng shui so the thing is is that when we're talking about consistency the most important thing that you need to be consistent about is your chi. You need to take care of it every single day because the energy in the stars is totally different. Your mood is totally different. You're affected by the moon and its cycles. You're affected by the people around you. 
every damn day that you wake up, you're feeling different. So you have to honor that and take care of it. Because not only is energy fleeting and fickle, but you have to remember it throws you out of balance when the universe is out of balance. If you constantly change directions, intentions, and you're riding a roller coaster of emotions, your results are going to look the same. And the experience will be like a tornado because that's your emotions, right? And you have to honor the way that you feel every day that you do energy work. You know, when we're talking about grief and trauma and when things around our life get shaken up, it shakes up our chi. So that's not a good time to be doing energy work because you're not in your right mind. You know, a lot of times uh, I will get clients who are going through grief and experiencing grief and they want to do a lot of really great energy work. And I always highly recommend that they do the luminary program because I have to be able to work with you over time so that I can really get an understanding of what your intentions and goals are. And if you're experiencing grief, every single day is going to be different for you. You're going to be triggered by little things, big things, different things, and things that you're not even expecting. So I've worked with a lot of people who have undergone grief. And the thing is, is that Again, consistency. You got to cultivate your chi and you got to cultivate your energy system because that is how you're going to calibrate your system to ebb and flow with the chaos of our world and the chaos of your personal world. So no matter how much the world moves around you, you consistently stay within one to three things and you stick to it, right? The things that matter most to you. And FYI, this is why... I gave up TV. I told you about this. I talk about this a lot on the show. I gave up TV like six years ago. The media is shocking and devastating for a reason. It's to grab and manipulate your emotions. Emotions are a form of prayer. So you have to protect your thoughts and guard your emotions as if it is the most important task of the day. Because it is. One of the key factors that made me get rid of TV was in 2011 when the tsunami hit. I remember watching it on Good Morning America. And as I watched it, my empathetic self and my energy system, as I saw the devastation, the wave of energy, of grief, devastation, trauma, fear, shock, all of it hit me. I fell to my knees and I just wept and wept and wept and I couldn't get it together because my energy system had opened up to all of those people. I was absorbing every single piece of it. I I mean, every single person that went through that event, I was literally feeling it with them. And that's when I really started to understand that I was an empath. That was the first time that I really had an experience where if there was trauma going on, that I was like a sponge and I would absorb those emotions. And that was the first time that I really understood that my emotions weren't always mine. So that was really an eye-opening experience. And I also recognized that because I was feeling that all the time, because I was watching the news so much, is that I was fatigued. I was worn out. I was constantly experiencing headaches and joint pain and, you know, various health issues. 
And it was because of the fear and the trauma that I was picking up from watching the news and hearing about so much stuff. So if this resonates with you and you've experienced this, I encourage you to experiment with eliminating TV for 30 days. Eliminate the news. You can't avoid it. Like finding out that uh, Kobe passed away. That was something that I found out on Facebook. And I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook either, but I do business stuff on there. And so when something big like that happens, everybody's talking about it, right? But I'm able to separate myself a little bit further away from it when it's on social media, as opposed to watching it on television where newscasters are, you know, saying pretty harsh emotional words. So I encourage you to experiment with that if you resonate with this and you're experiencing those things. Hell, I've had, you know, experiences where I've heard of something um, devastating or tragic and it keeps me up at night. I can't sleep because I'm being affected by the emotions and the feelings of it. So, you know, and I've noticed that this side of me is getting stronger and stronger the older I get. And it's probably because I'm really cultivating my chi these days and I'm really opening myself up to teach others and helping others, you know, to awaken and to um, become better humans. <laughs> but this is all so relevant when it comes to energy work. Any kind of feng shui work you do, any kind of energy work that you do, you know, your energy system has to be powered up and it has to be in the right place. If it's tweaked in any way, you're not going to get the best results. Number two, the reason why your feng shui is not working. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. I talk about this a lot on the show. In fact, I probably talk about it too much, but it is a big pet peeve. Your feng shui isn't working because you're mixing modalities. Each school of feng shui has a different methodology. If you mix Western feng shui with BTB or with pyramid or with compass, it's essentially like trying to shove a round peg in a square hole. The principles are seeking the same result. However, the highway to get there looks entirely different. The maps are entirely different. One uses directional feng shui and the other is based on the entrance of a space. And one is just based on the feeling of a space. So the transcendental nature of chi is tweaked. And it's almost like, you know, you've got one person who can get you to the result and you've got six students going, but how about this way? And what about this way? And can we do it this way? And what about this? It's going to confuse the energy and you're going to end up pretty much accomplishing nothing. So can you build a car with instructions in a foreign language? Actually, can you build anything from Ikea? <laughs> right? Most of us can't. It's essentially what you're doing by mixing the schools is you're basically trying to get energy results by doing it in a foreign language. So this is highly unadvised because you're not going to get the results. And I see this again and again and again by newbies because, you know, they are very overwhelmed with all the information that's out there. There's a ton of stuff online. There's tons of different books. And, you know, I just ran into this the other day. I'm actually going to do a mini-sode on this about command position. One of the realtors that I work with, she was asking me about command position, and she was told that she had to have her bed in a particular location. It couldn't be north, 
And uh, she was asking me, you know, I have my bed across from my television and it's on the only wall in my bedroom. You know, if I move it, I can, but it's going to be in front of the window and it's going to be very awkward walking around in the room. Well, according to my teachings, that's not correct, the correct way to do it. So, but the problem is, is that she was mixing three different modalities of principles as far as feng shui goes. And so it was... Uh, putting a lot of fear in her. It was scaring her. She wasn't sure if it was correct. And so she went on her own path to try to get more information. And she found random articles online. She picked up a book and now she's more confused than ever. So prime example of what happens when you try to DIY your own feng shui. You can get really confused. You're not sure which direction to go. And I hear this a lot from my clients. I've had uh, Leslie on the show. I believe she was on last year. She was one of our uh, clients who was kind enough to come on to the podcast. And she talked about this very thing. She said, you know, I tried for eight years to DIY my feng shui. And I got there faster by working with you for three months. So great example of sticking with one modality to get the results that you want faster. Otherwise, you're, you know, kind of going through the dark and, and hoping and praying <laughs> something fantastic is going to show up. And the biggest problem is, is that something doesn't show up when you're mixing it all together and trying to bake, you know, a wonky cake without the correct ingredients. And then you don't blame yourself or the information. You blame the feng shui, which is why I don't like that. That's why it's my biggest pet peeve, because feng shui is an incredible modality a healing modality that will change your life if you have the correct instructions right reason number three yet another principle I talk incessantly about cultivate your chi if you come into energy and you're frenetic desperate anxious unwell emotionally distraught we were just talking about grief you're setting yourself up for failure because the energy you're bringing to it likely is the result you're going to bring forward. So if you went to a job interview as a disheveled mess, full of anxiety, frenetic energy, you know, disorganized, no makeup on, look like you haven't showered, do you think you're going to get the job? Of course not. You'd attract the complete opposite. The CEO or whoever's interviewing you is going to be across from you going, holy hell, this person doesn't have their stuff together. So that's kind of like how the universe works. When you come to your energy work with honor, respect, celebration, calibration of chi, you're far more powerful. You have a conduit where the universe can work with you seamlessly. And you don't have to, you know, worry about being this, you know, charred up, mangled mess of energy. You know, think of a plug. If you've got a plug that's been chewed on and is mangled and is falling apart, it's likely that electricity is not going to run through it and your lamp is not going to work. You buy a brand new lamp, it's got perfect electrical equipment in it, it's going to work beautifully. So that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to cultivate your chi and calibrate it in a way it builds this beautiful tool that can hold and manipulate energy in the way that you want so that you get the result that you want. Which brings me back to the concept of the TV. Scary movies, scary shows, violence, politics. Oh, my friend Amy loves to watch Dateline. And what is Dateline always about? It's about the spouse that murders, you know, the other spouse because they're having an affair. You know, something bad. 
it leaves you in shock it leaves you in awe and the shows are getting worse and worse and worse and they're terrible you know they're talking about all these horrible things that are done to humans and so as you're watching it and you're feeling those emotions guess what your radio system is putting out into the world fear shock you're scared anxiety guess what you're going to attract so you have to be very very careful about the emotions that you allow into your system everything that you allow in is eliciting an emotion that affects your power of prayer and it affects the results that you're going to attract so people who constantly 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 watch negative violent thrillers horrors all that yucky stuff that is putting you in below the cross emotions without you even realizing it because when they can grab you when dateline can get you in that place of absolute shock and fear and anxiety and oh my god i can't believe that he did that to her she did that to him you are exactly in the place that they want you to be because they have hooked into your emotions your emotions are your communication with the universe and it's your communication that you put out saying what you want back you have to be so protective of those you have to be very very protective of what you allow into your energy system because it'll perpetually put you in those below the cross emotions and it'll be very difficult to get out of them and finally this is something i have to mention because while it states the obvious people are always in a hurry right full of doubt often see feng shui as something to try once fyi this concept cracks me up because every time I go to a party every time I'm at a like a networking event I will always at some point hear someone say oh yeah I tried that once <laughs> doing feng shui once and saying oh yeah I tried that once it's like going to the doctor when you're three years old and thinking that you're set for life and we'll never need to go to a health practitioner again right <laughs> like oh I'm 43 I'm not really feeling well uh but you know I don't need to go to the doctor I did that when I was three I did that once right you understand what I'm saying your health is a daily activity which is what keeps you healthy right so you eat right you exercise you get outside you take care of yourself feng shui is absolutely no different if you go onto Google right now, there are 141 million feng shui articles as of this recording. So there are so many misconceptions around feng shui and so many people getting it wrong. In fact, it's been so watered down. There are actually people that think it's an interior design principle because many people refer to it as the art of placement. If you've listened to me in any capacity, what do I say all the time? It has nothing to do with your furniture and it has nothing to do with your clutter. That is such a grain of salt compared to the bigger picture. Which makes me laugh because for the most part, this has nothing to do with where you place your sofa, right? If you've listened to me, you've heard me say, we're always like pretty much in the fifth dimension. We're working on energy. Feng Shui is like an onion with layers upon layers of esoteric and mystical meanings and it's only through years of study and cultivation, experimentation, exploration that you can even begin to get past the surface of what it can really do for you. Which is where most people land 
You know, they, they get into the surface of feng shui. They try some little kitschy thing that they read. I, I just read something on Instagram this morning about, you know, a feng shui manicure. You, you do this thing with $1 bills and a piece of pyrite and uh, you lay it out in the sun. And, you know, we do have some adjustments that are like that. But to me, that's, that's like the kitschy instant gratification type of feng shui. Real feng shui to me is really about a daily practice, cultivating your chi, cultivating the chi of your environment often. I would say daily, but at least often. And it's it's something that you do and are mindful of every single day to stay healthy. And Catherine Weber has this fantastic quote that I think is so relevant to this conversation. To say feng shui is simply a matter of placing a frog here or there and then waiting for a problem to disappear oversimplifies feng shui to the point of rendering it useless. Amen to that. (laughs) So feng shui has to be viewed through many lenses. My teacher always reminds us that feng shui is only one ingredient to the recipe, which brings me to the ingredient of luck, right? Luck and destiny is why you came into this lifetime. You know, everyone is entirely different because everyone came in with a different agenda, a different contract, and different lessons to work on. Perhaps it's not in your cards at this time to have the money that you're trying to attract with those $1 bills that I was just talking about with the adjustment that I saw on Instagram. Maybe in this lifetime, it's not in your agenda to meet the love of your life, even though you're desperately looking for love. Maybe you're supposed to be working on something else. Maybe you're supposed to be figuring out how to be independent and to live on your own. Or maybe it's not in this contract this time around to have kids, even though you're desperately trying to get pregnant. So if something in your life is not working, you know, and you're doing all these amazing modalities, you know, just keep in mind to take a step back and say, okay, this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. So what can I take away from this? Perhaps it's not in the cards for you to feel healthy at this time or get pregnant or have the job or have all the money because this experience will catapult you into an entirely different revolution of something that's different and better and more of a soul growth for you. That's what happened to me. I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and all of this, the podcast, the blog, the books, uh, the YouTube channel, Everything that I've built this company into in the last 11 years came from that experience. So everything I do now is to educate all of you on how to be, you know, the most awakened that you can, to be the most kind that you can, to give back the best to your ability. And that resulted from an extremely scary health scare, you know, In my 30s, I was told to get my affairs in order because I wasn't going to make it through this. So, so many wonderful things came from that. And I now know that was a part of my contract. That's why I'm here. I'm here to teach all of you and to help you on your own journey and to basically be a way shower. So the catastrophic events that happen in our life are obviously, maybe not so obvious, (laughs) something that is a trigger point for us to really to get us on our purpose and our path and even though in the moment when we're in it it's so scary it's so scary and there's a lot of fear and anxiety and we don't understand because we don't have the full picture 
But when you get there, when you align with the correct energy and you fall into place, you can look back and go, oh, I get it. So keep in mind that it's not always about the feng shui. And it's not the magic pill to solve all your problems. It's just a piece of the extravagant fabric of our life. And we have this ability to manipulate it to help make our destiny and our luck a little bit better, a little bit easier to give us a little bit more flow in life. Because listen, if you're not doing the good deeds, if you're not cultivating your chi and you're working out of balance, like I said, lying, cheating, grinding on the old bad habits, toxic behaviors, toxic relationships, and you're trying to wield energy and do this feng shui stuff, it's doing, we all know where that leads. It's that famous quote, doing the same thing but expecting different results. That is the definition of insanity. So this is a gradual path to enlightenment. And the problem is, is that our world has gotten so accustomed to instant gratification that if it doesn't happen right now, it's not working. I just helped an agent uh, clear a property uh, a couple weeks ago and an Indian chief came to me in meditation and I understood why the property hadn't been selling. He hasn't been very pleased with how the property has been treated. And he also wasn't very pleased with just the activities that had been going on on the property, not with the current homeowner, but just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. And we did a, a clearing ceremony, and all kinds of amazing mystical things happened the day that we did it. All kinds of animals showed up and we had some very unexplainable events. So clearly the energy was cleared, but it's been a couple of weeks and the agent was like, well, it didn't work. And that's not the way energy works. That's not the way you have to look at it as a kinked hose. And we're very slowly unkinking the energy, you know, of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So when we're dealing with energy, it takes time. And it's no different from you as you go on your path of enlightenment, as you go on this journey of awakening, it's not going to happen overnight. Hell, I look back at where I was three years ago, five years ago. I'm a totally different human. It's something that unfolds over time as you cultivate it and you take care of yourself and, and you're a seeker. Feng Shui is unique to each person and it's not going to look the same. So let go of the ego. Allow yourself to have your own Feng Shui experience and allow it to unfold exactly how it should for you. Because what you get and what your results are, are going to be entirely different than your friend, your neighbor, any of our clients you know, people that I talk about, your experience is unique to you. So Professor Lin used to always say, face your confusion and garner the wisdom it contains. I love that because we never fully understand until we have the ability to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Like me getting ovarian cancer, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm only in my 30s. This can't possibly be happening. Like, what am I going to, like, no, I have so much to do. And so that catapulted me into the brand that I carry forth today, the education that I do today, the classes that I put together, the person that I've become is because of that experience. Face your confusion and garner the wisdom it contains. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Amanda Gates, and I want to thank you for listening to this show. I hope that you really are walking away with some great tangible tips, and I'm hoping that you listen and apply them because if you do, that's where the magic shows up. That's where you really can touch the unseen, the intangible and experience the ethereal world of feng shui. Don't forget, if you're interested in signing up for Mastering Feng Shui, enrollment opens up the second week of March. And I've also got a class that's going, uh, you can sign up for it now. I'm not going to take it live until the end of the month, but it's a Feng Shui real estate class called Three Feng Shui Tips That Will Immediately Improve Your Real Estate Career. All right, everyone, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know maybe some shows that you'd like to hear about or something that you'd like to learn about. And be sure to head on over to our YouTube channel. You can find it at Amanda Gates Feng Shui. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.